0: Hi, guys. Alana Terry here. Welcome to the Successful Writer Podcast. So glad you joined me. We're on to episode 53 today. It's been really exciting to do a full year's worth of episodes together. I'm so thankful for you guys for joining me, and I really hope that the inspiration and encouragement that you're getting from this podcast is really helping you achieve the degree of success that you have always dreamed of. One quick reminder is that this is our last week for you to get the one-on-one coaching package with me to talk about time management tips, talking about getting unstuck creatively. And if you remember, this is a fundraiser for Liberty in North Korea and their Underground Railroad for refugees. So the first five people who make a donation at courses.alanataria.com slash fundraiser before Valentine's Day, will get that free call with me. If you've made a donation, thank you so much, and please reach out to me to make sure that I can get in touch with you, because I don't necessarily see your contact information when you make a donation. So if I don't recognize your name, please find a way to get in touch with me. So thanks again, and I'm glad you're here. Today we're going to be talking about tips to become a healthy or a healthier writer, and I want to start off with a couple quick disclaimers. Obviously, this isn't a health show. Obviously, I'm not a doctor either. Don't do anything without checking with your own physician. Do things that are going to work well for your own body. Every one of us are made so uniquely that there really, I don't think, is a one-size-fits-all way to get healthier. So you know your body best and use your own wisdom. And also, I went this whole space to remain a totally guilt-free space. So all the tips that we're talking about here have nothing to do with body image, things, anything like that. I totally get it. And there's no guilt if you're doing something a different way than someone else is doing something. What works for you is what works for you. So those kind of caveats out of the way, I just want to share some ideas about how you can be paying attention to your own physical health in order to have a very sustainable writing career at this stage in the indie publishing world we probably all know of people who started really strong and aren't around anymore. And maybe that means they moved on and are doing something else that they love even more. But sometimes people have been burning out recently, especially when you get into this rat race of trying to publish a book or two a month and go so fast and it's stressful. So I want to just offer some encouragement and the reason for this encouragement, the main goal is so that we can have as long and healthy and creative and enjoyable of a career as possible. That's kind of the end goal. And I think those are important things to keep in mind. I know for me, it wasn't enough motivation to just here be healthy because it's good to be healthy. But once I started looking at my author career as the same degree of importance as like a professional athlete, I started to really change. So if you think about your job, you are a writer. And if you think about writing as a sport and think about yourself as a professional athlete, that really changes a ton, right? And so a professional athlete isn't going to sabotage their their fitness and everything by binge eating, every day, right? Or they're not going to do things repetitively that are bad for their body. So for example, this is a silly example, but I ended up having to delete an iPhone game because I was playing it so much that I was like giving myself some wrist strain, carpal tunnel flare up things. And that's not okay for me. I I type a lot. I move my mouse a lot. I need to be careful to protect my wrists without having like two hours of stupid phone time, (laughs) making it even worse. So let's start there in our talk about health. Let's start with ergonomics. It's not a fun topic, it's not an exciting topic, but it is super important. So one of the biggest, causes of health issues these days, especially for business people, people who work from home, people who are doing the exact thing we're doing is a sedentary lifestyle where you're sitting for hours and hours and hours, right? You got back problems, neck problems, shoulder problems. When you're at your keyboard and you're hunched over and your head's sticking out, that's a problem. If you can transition to a stand-up desk or a desk where you you can stand up or sit down, I really recommend that. I've been using a stand-up desk for several years now and really like the setup. I also really recommend an ergonomic keyboard. It's the kind that has a little bit of a curve. And so when you're typing, your hands have a more natural position. But again, I want to point out, I'm going to be throwing out a lot of tips. I'm back to throwing spaghetti at the wall and... Don't feel like you've got to do all of these things. These are just tips that have helped me and I hope some of them will help you. I also struggle with some eye strain. And so for me, it's important. I have these blue tinted glasses, which you can get even if you don't wear prescription glasses. It's also important to avoid eye screen, to regularly look away from your screen and look at things in the distance. That's another one. And then just pay attention for some people, myself included, like e-reading is not beneficial for my eyes. So I'll do a lot of editing. By actually printing up my pages. I don't read ebooks on a Kindle anymore, which is a little bit inconvenient, but I just know that that's, that's what I need to do to protect myself. And please, if you're super healthy and have never had to worry about eye strain or carpal tunnel or things like that, please listen to some of these things regardless, because it's so much easier to prevent these injuries than to manage these injuries, right? So somebody who um, maybe deals with carpal tunnel, it flares up, right? I'm always going to have to be cognizant of my wrist. Now, right now I have no pain in my wrists right now. I feel fine, but I always have to be cognizant. Whereas like, if you've never dealt with it at all, It's easier to not think about, but it's also like, what a gift you have that you don't have to worry about it right now. So worry about it just enough that you're not going to get it. You know, it's that whole, what is it? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure or however that saying goes. Even if you're not dealing with things like back issues or wrist issues or eye issues right now, please pay attention to some of these things so that you can protect your really good health that you've been blessed with for a long time to come. One more quick ergonomic thing is there's really not a good way to use a laptop keyboard and have your ergonomic sign up. Either your screen's going to be so low that you're hunching down to see it or your hands are going to be so high. So you really want to think about, you know, the 90 degree angles, your shoulders, you know, are kind of perpendicular to your body when you're typing, like your forearms come out perpendicular and your head's like straight. There's no hunching. There's no rounding. There's no lifting your hands really high and Really, the only way that you can accomplish that is to use like an external keyboard, right? So I've got my stand-up desk where my laptop sits pretty much at eye level, and then my the desk part where my keyboard sits is kind of like at waist level. Okay, is kind of how I set it up. Now, if I'm doing something quick, like I'll take my laptop to the library to get some busy work done or things like that, I don't always bring my external keyboard for that. But if you're writing for a really long period of time please don't just be typing on the keyboard or at least at the very least consider another setup for sometimes. So we've got ergonomics out of the way. Like I said, I know it's not exciting or fun. Let's talk real quick about just nutrition. It's going to be pretty self-explanatory. Find the foods that don't leave you feeling groggy or like with mental fog, eat more of those and eat less of the foods that leave you feeling groggy. Now, obviously this is Kind of like I said that pretty glibly, you know. Like I've not had a perfectly healthy relationship with food or exercise for my entire life. I know that there are things like binge eating and exercise. Don't want to call it addiction, but like what what I would do when I was a teen is I would exercise so much that it became my way to punish myself for not looking the way I thought I would. Like I know that there are there are psychological issues, right? And that for some people these can be really loaded or difficult topics. So I know that there's more to it than like if nutrition was just as easy as eat food that's good for you and don't eat food that's bad for you, we'd all be 100% healthier, right? I know there's more to it than that, but just be a little bit cognizant. All the foods that help your brain, especially, it takes so much mental energy and mental focus to be a full-time career author. So, you know, blueberries, walnuts, salmon, like all the food that they say is good for your brain, let's go for that. And then, you know, stay hydrated. So much of this is common sense, and I'm sure you've heard it before. But again, I want to put it in the framework of let's do these things so that we can write for years and years and years and years and and continue to have great ideas and to enjoy good health. Along those lines, I encourage you to slow down if you are getting sick. For me, even if it's like a big writing day that I have planned, physical health for me comes first because for me, if I get um, a cold, you know, and again, it's just a cold. It's not the end of the world, but I, I'm i really in tune to how my brain and body work. And I know it's going to take me like a lot of times it takes at least a week before I feel back to full energy, even from something like a cold. And so it's so much better for me to slow down for a day, get the rest I need, kind of pamper myself and baby myself and not get sick in the first place. Okay. So again, this is just preventing things as opposed to trying to cure them. Now, sometimes you might just have to push through if you've got a deadline or, you know, you're just busy and there literally is no more time in the day. You've got to work through feeling sick. We can do that, right? We are strong people, but if you've got the flexibility of schedule to take time off, if you're sick or starting to get sick, for me, that's better than working so hard because my body's made it. If I work too hard, my body knows by just giving up <laughs> and quitting, right? And so some of you aren't built that way. So you don't need to to be as cognizant of that. You might catch cold, you might write while you sniff and the next day you're just back to full health and it's no big deal. So it's just another case of knowing your own body and and what's going to work well for you. But don't be afraid to slow down if that does turn out to be the best choice for you. Speaking of just slowing down, taking the time off that you need, regular breaks are really, really good for your mindset, for your creativity, for your body, get moving around. I also really recommend that you take at least a full day off a week, uh, two, two days off if you can, and, and that works with your schedule. And then also just Try to get enough sleep at night in as much as you can. I know that for some people, you you might have a, a really weird work schedule or a newborn at home. I know that not all of us can, but if you are blessed with the ability in your schedule and with the physiology that will allow you to get a full night of sleep every night, please do what you can to try to do that. I've been reading a book called Rest. I won't go too into it. I might even do a whole podcast episode on it when I'm done. But it talks so much about how rest is so important, not just for our productivity, but especially for our creativity. And it's got some neat stories of different artists and writers and painters and scientists and how they scheduled their day to allow the downtime that they needed to have their ideas flowing. So again, just another way to be taking care of your health and your creativity is to get the sleep that your body needs. And then one quick tip, if you feel too busy to exercise or you just don't love exercise is there have been a lot of studies that show the connection between how exercise boosts our creativity and our productivity. And one of my favorite exercise studies to quote comes from Stanford. And what they did is they had students take a walk like a short probably 10 or 15 minute walk, not fast paced, very leisurely. It wasn't to get their heartbeat up past a certain level. It was just a stroll. And the people who took a walk were able to creatively problem solve way better than the control groups who were just sitting. So even if all you do is take like just a 10 minute walk around your house or pace your hallway a couple times that can be awesome if you are able to dictate you can dictate while you walk that's a great way to get your word count up and stay active. Anything that we can do to just kind of get our body moving, it's going to help our productivity and our creativity so much. You can also use exercise time for things like listening to audiobooks or podcasts or just reading or, or listening to the kinds of books that you write for kind of research purposes. And then, you know, my recommendation is just to find the style of exercise that works for you. For me, walking works so good because I can daydream for hours at a time and walk and feel productive. For you, it might be something totally different. So don't feel like your exercise routine has to look like someone else's, but in as much as you can add a little bit more physical activity to your day than you're currently doing, that's going to help your health, your mental outlook, your creativity, and your writing. So I hope that some of these tips were encouraging to you. I hope that you are able to find maybe one or two things that you can try to get yourself a little bit healthier. Again, we don't need to do like complete 180s and change every single thing that we've been doing. But if you can just make small incremental changes to become healthier by this time next year, then your writing and your author career is absolutely going to be benefited by that. So I wish you great health, great sleep, great energy, and we'll talk soon.